Hey there everyone, I'm Bryce and welcome back to Let's Talk Tech, the podcast all about talking about technology, the way it impacts our lives, all that good stuff. We love talking about technology here on Mm. Let's Talk Tech. Guess what? We have Aiden back this week because he is joining us full time here on the show as our permanent official co-host. Thanks for adding me. Welcome to the show. So it is great to have you back, of course. It's been another really busy week in technology. Very busy. So let's go ahead and jump into all the latest tech news and stuff. Let's get into it. From the past week. So first up, though, I feel like we should recap a little bit mm-hmm. because you missed last week. I did. Yeah, Aiden was gone last week. Very sad. But we had a great interview with one of my other friends, Ben. Ben's been making quite a few little changes to his digital social media life. And I think it was very interesting some of the things he had to say. Um, so last week I interviewed him, we talked about our social media lives Mm -hmm. and how social media can really impact our lives. But most importantly, we talked about the app Snapchat. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was just a really, really, really good discussion. So uh, here's a highlight from that. Why do you think Snapchat is manipulative? Because I think that's an interesting point. Many reasons, but the main one being the way the whole app works. Uh, There are many addictive tendencies within the app. The main one being what's called your snap score. Mm Mm-hmm. Your snap score rises within each text you shoot to your friends, which makes texting very addictive. Yeah. Uh, it can also be depressing for certain people to compare them because it can make others feel less adequate. The second reason being is the dreaded streaks. Oh boy, streaks. <laughs> a snap streak is a count of how many days you've sent a snap or picture, in other words, to any friend on a daily basis. If the streak breaks, many people act as if they have brought a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> That's basically the end of the world. Pretty much. <laughs> Once again, um, this makes the app more addictive and manipulative, and it can get so addictive that you'll most likely find hours of your day fly by using the app. All right, so as you can see, um, you know, he, he's, he's been a little frustrated with that app mm-hmm. i guess you could say it's easy to get frustrated with snapchat yeah it, it, it's a little manipulative he he, he says um so I, I think it was a very interesting discussion so if you missed that episode last week make sure you check that out mm-hmm. um but let's also talk about facetime because yep. that was the big story that we talked about last time you were on the show so ios 12.1.4 was released mm-hmm. last week in order to fix the whole FaceTime bug. Yep, they said they would release it, and they did. They finally released it. It took them, I think it was about a week. Okay. Um, A little over, a day or two over a week. So they conducted a full sweep of the FaceTime application, Mm -hmm. and they discovered one other security flaw involving the live photos feature, Hmm. and they ended up disabling that feature on older iOS devices. That's actually funny, because I... I mentioned something oh, off yeah. camera. Yeah. So last week before the show, me and you were talking, having a little meeting. Mm-hmm. And, or not last week, but last time you were on. We yeah. were having our little meeting. And you actually mentioned, you were wondering if there was more flaws. Yeah, because of the postponement. Yeah, because it was very interesting. Um, so not only that, so iOS uh, 12.1.4 released to fix that. Mm-hmm. And um, they finally got that bug fixed. That was a very big issue. We spent a, a yeah. good amount of time talking about that. Uh, but then other news. 
we talked about net neutrality last time you were on. There hasn't mm-hmm. really been any major updates to that case yeah. um, recently. There was a report, I want to say, a couple weeks ago. And in this report, um, basically, some data was done to see if uh, companies that don't abide by net neutrality rules, um, something along the line of if their prices increase or not. Oh, okay. And basically... To summarize it, companies that don't follow by the rules tend to raise prices. Mm-hmm. Very interesting report there. Doesn't really help their case at all that net neutrality stifles their yeah. systems and stuff like that. So that argument has essentially completely fell under the bus. It's moot. Um, other than that, uh, we also talked about Apple and the whole Lightning USB-C thing, whether or not Apple would finally yeah. switch on over to USB-C. Uh, there was a report just after we recorded that episode contradicting what we said. Turns out Apple's going to be sticking with oh. Lightning after all. So I was a little excited. I was hoping maybe they we'd gotta see a change. They got to stick with their proprietary. They, yeah, they got to stick with it. That royalty is really racking up. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it makes you think, though, if they will ever switch. Mm-hmm. And my guess would be Apple will eventually switch. Yeah. But I don't think it'll be with this current generation of iPhones, I think when they do another design revamp, whether it be making the notch smaller or getting rid of it altogether, Mm. I think that would be a much better time to switch your port over. When you totally redesign the device, that's when you change critical things like that. Mm -hmm. Not when you're just making little updates here and there. Yeah. Um, That's why one of the things that I was suggesting when the iPhone X came out, I was just thinking to myself, well, why didn't they just switch to USB-C right then? Mm-hmm. And that would have been a perfect opportunity, but I guess Apple yeah. just wasn't quite ready for it yet. Yeah, just not in there. Internal in the testing, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's not impressive. Um, but yeah, that's a, a quick recap of some of the stories and stuff we talked about um, a couple weeks ago, just quickly recapping everything. Um, but yeah. Thanks for getting me up to date. So, we have a very big story to get started with this episode because Amazon has officially abandoned its plans to put part of its HQ2 headquarters in the New York City, Queens area. This happened on Thursday, so fairly recently. Mm -hmm. It was big news all over the news because Amazon's HQ2 was a big deal. Yeah. Now, um, the decision which was announced on Thursday was mainly a result of major backlash that was directed at Amazon yeah. by local Queens residents and lawmakers, too, mm-hmm. who actually opposed Amazon's upcoming presence in the city. Yeah. Um, we found out just last week that Amazon was reportedly reconsidering the New York HQ2 headquarters mainly because of the backlash. Yeah. And now it appears the decision has been made and they're not going to follow through with those plans. Now, you may remember, I talked about this on the show back in November, uh, because after many months of essentially a giant bidding war for mm-hmm. which city would get HQ2, um, Amazon's second headquarters was announced to be placed in Long Island City, New York. Mm-hmm and Northern Virginia with an additional facility in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, Amazon's portion in Queens, though, particularly, so they split it up, but Mm -hmm. that particular portion was expected to bring up to 25,000 
jobs to the New York City area, yeah. but now that deal is off. Yeah, it was a big opportunity. So Amazon released a statement about their decision. Uh, and in the statement, they said, after much thought and deliberation, we've decided not to move forward with our plans to build a headquarters for Amazon in Long Island City, Queens. For Amazon, the commitment to build a new headquarters requires positive, collaborative relationships with state and local elected officials who will be supportive over the long term. While polls show that 70% of New Yorkers support our plans and investment, a number of state and local politicians have made it clear that they oppose our presence and will not work to, with us to build the type of relationships that we require to go forward with the project we and many others envisioned in Long Island City. So that was a very interesting discussion from Amazon mm -hmm. because I wasn't really expecting it. Despite the backlash, I figured big corporate Amazon would yeah. go through with it. So Amazon continued in their statement to say that they were very disappointed with the result and they weren't actually going to reopen the search to find another city to co-sponsor HQ2. Yeah. Instead, Amazon plans to continue with their Northern Virginia and Nashville facilities, and they will continue expansions in other ways. <laughs> now, this makes you think, well, why exactly was there so much opposition to yeah. Amazon coming to New York City? New York City is a big city. Why, why, why is that such a big deal? Yeah. Well, the first bullet point I'd say is residents were definitely concerned that the jobs Amazon brought, like I said, 25,000 yeah. would not go to local residents already living there, and yeah. instead Amazon would just haul in a bunch of outside talent. Yeah, it, I would be willing to say that 75% of that would be outside talent. They would be moving in. Yeah, I mean, I don't. it makes you wonder how much of this area people would actually go work for Amazon. Many of the people living there probably already have decent jobs that they're not quite willing to abandon, per se, just for yeah. Amazon coming through. I mean, sure, there's a lot of people who are very were very excited about Amazon and all this and the economy and all that, but just things weren't adding up. Yeah, and the idea of having this many people move in with high-paying jobs, it will affect the economy there. Oh, yeah. It'll make prices go up. And it'll make the price of living and the apartments much, much higher. Cost will be completely driven up. Mm -hmm. I actually, my friends were going to move out of their house recently, mm -hmm. and they were moving here. And Apple was planning to build a campus. And they didn't know this, and they looked at prices, and they got a quote, and it was within their price range. Mm -hmm. And then the next week, Apple announced that they were building a campus and started plans and those prices skyrocketed, and they could no longer afford. Wow. So, it's so a, just Apple announcing plans yeah. to move to that city completely through prices. A big company like this does makes plans like this, and it affects everything. It makes wakes all around the city. Wow. So lawmakers also took their own digs at Amazon. They described Amazon as an uncaring, anti-union, and, quote, poor cultural fit. Mm -hmm. for the New York area, so that's very rough stuff. I mean, New York lawmakers mm -hmm. were just brutal. Um, a state senator accused Amazon of being, quote, take, 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 and not caring about the impact they have on the communities they join. I do agree with that, though. Poor, poor cultural fit definitely describes what Amazon would be oh, like yeah. in Queens. It, when you think Queens, you don't think Amazon. You don't think any big company for no. that matter. So how does this impact Amazon? Well, hardly at all. First mm -hmm. of all, the HQ2 search was not immediate per se. 
Um, it's not urgent. Amazon's functioning just fine without their headquarters and presumably will for the next couple of years while they build it. Yeah. However, they'll just move growth to other areas like we mentioned, Northern mm-hmm. Virginia and Nashville, and maybe just slow things down a little bit since they're not going through with their big Queens plan. There's no way that this is actually hurting Amazon besides maybe just a little bit of bad PR. Mm-hmm. Now, it is worth noting that on the show in November, I spent a good portion of that episode asking the question of if Amazon's HQ2 search process was unfair. Was the search bidding war type thing really bad PR? It seemed to be quite honestly awfully greedy of Amazon to just mm-hmm. take advantage of all these cities and do this giant bidding war. Hey, you give us all these gifts and sure, we'll bring some jobs to your Yeah, city. they might as well have opened an eBay ad. Exactly. I specifically mentioned a couple of times that I didn't think the costs outweighed the benefits for Amazon moving to an yeah. area, at least in my opinion. Since Amazon benefits tremendously from all these tax cuts and rebates, and the, tr- the cities are treated very poorly in the process. I mean, local businesses are effectively thrown under the bus. So mm. should we really be treating Amazon so specially? Yeah, a report set from Fortune.com Thursday reported that despite Amazon making a profit of 11, or $11.2 billion, Amazon will pay exactly $0 in federal tax. I mean, that's insane. I mean, why are we still offering tons and tons and tons of tax benefits and rebates and stuff for their projects. Yeah, it's when just... When they're already gaming the system pretty well. Yeah, it's just uh, us as a country need to band together and say, we're not going to provide these benefits for you and yeah. stop getting in bidding wars with other states and other cities. Oh, yeah. And even if the, the, the stupid thing about it is even if we do say that, make a statement against this whole process, well, then Amazon will just go to another country yeah. for all their jobs overseas. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm all for businesses doing their own thing with very little government intervention mm-hmm. in that process, you know. But it just seems odd to let them guess, get this big, this huge, giant yeah. mega corporation with billions and billions of dollars of profit every single year, and not at least offer less in tax rebates and stuff. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, not offer so much. It's outrageous that they're paying nothing. They're paying nothing. They should at least be paying some percentage, like 10%. I don't know. I mean, sure. Just anything. I mean, are we going to treat them as this super special benefit to society? I mean, we've got a major mm-hmm. opportunity to get some taxes here. Yeah, I mean, at this point, what are we? What are the cities getting out of this? They're getting sales tax from increased profits of people moving there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what else? Very, like I said, the costs don't outweigh the benefits. They just don't. It it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. But that's all we've got for HQ2 this week on Let's Talk Tech. Let's go ahead and move on to the rest of the tech news from the past week. (laughs) So in other news this week, representatives from cellular service providers T-Mobile and Sprint testified before the Energy and Commerce Committee in the House of Representatives to discuss with lawmakers about the potential of the two companies merging together. Interesting. If approved by the Trump administration's FCC. Now, the two companies have been heavily lobbying Trump Mm -hmm. and the FCC in order to get this merger approved. 
But this past week, several Democratic lawmakers have actually raised concerns about the deal. Mm -hmm. This process has already been going on for several months now. Uh, the plan to merge the two companies together was announced several months ago. And honestly, if any other hurdles hit it now at this point, mm -hmm. this deal could be completely killed off. So it's very important that they don't end up losing the deal. Yeah. So... Philip Barenbroek of Public Knowledge testified at the hearing that consumers could see a price hike of up to 15.5% wow. immediately after the merger, which is contradictory to what um, T-Mobile and Sprint have actually said previously. They've promised that there won't be that much mm -hmm. of a price hike. Yeah, so I'm, I'm with T-Mobile right now. 15.5% doesn't Same sound here. too nice to me. Same here. So other critics mentioned that the deal could cut thousands of jobs after the merger is completed, which mm -hmm. is in about three years. Um, meanwhile, others mentioned that the arguments T-Mobile is making don't really add up. T-Mobile's promises of making America a strong 5G competitor, bridging the divide between rural and urban America, are likely to be a bunch of empty promises. Yeah. So... A bunch of things to be skeptical of, of here with them promising all these deals and stuff. Lots of promises. Don't know if they'll follow through. Don't know if they'll follow through at all. So add all of this up and you've got some very bad PR for both of the companies involved yeah. in this deal. So we'll have to see how it plays out. There's not really much to talk about other than there's been a bunch of concerns raised about it lately. But let's talk about Sprint because Sprint actually filed a lawsuit against AT&T <laughs> last Friday yep. because... AT&T is doing this whole thing called 5G-E. Mm. 5G enhanced is what they're calling it. It's an advertising stunt. So you may have seen the commercials for it over the holiday break for AT&T's super fast 5G <laughs> network. Now with 5G-E. And as it turns out, to no surprise at all, this whole 5G-E <laughs> thing is just a bunch of nonsense. Marketing stunt. It is an entirely a marketing stunt. It's just slightly improved 4G LTE networks. Mm. So, with a new name. Yeah. So, to be clear, like I said, I mean, these networks are literally running on mm -hmm. 4G speeds, and they're trying to call it 5G. <laughs> but it's not, obviously, 5G. But, hey, I mean, 5G makes it sound like AT&T is ahead of the game. Yeah. It makes, it makes sound them like, sound better. It makes them sound like they're getting something done when they're really not. Yeah. So, AT&T even went as far as to change the network indicators on certain AT&T phones, including iPhones and Samsung Galaxy phones, to say 5GE in the top right-hand corner when you're connected to a 5GE network. Yikes. Yeah. Big, big, big deal. Regardless... They're getting sued by Sprint for this blatantly false advertising stunt. Mm -hmm. The lawsuit filed again last Friday basically alleges all of the same things that I just said. It's not actual 5G, yeah. implying that this is false advertising. And I just can't believe they're actually getting sued for this. They like, had to have known this was coming, right? It's just complete nonsense. Yeah. I mean, did they really think they weren't going to get sued by a competitor for trying to pull this off? Yeah, I mean, calling something 5G and then it being 4G is just... It's deceptive. Yeah. I mean, your grandmother is going to fall for that. Yeah, anybody who isn't quite cued into this whole 
story is just gonna yeah. be just gonna fall for it immediately so it makes me wonder the result of a lawsuit will mm -hmm. they be forced to remove those indicators on people's phones yeah because there's been over-the-air updates to get those indicators there mm. so will that actually happen i mean i think it's great they're getting sued because this is just a blatant false advertising stunt yeah they need um, to be put in their place but you have some big news this week involving yep. apple yep there's big news with apple this week so, rumors have it that Apple is planning a media event for March 25th. People may have heard of this. Um, now, there are a few Apple events, three to four. Um, WWDC, their September event, where they usually release the iPhone, and uh, then their October and March event, which are usually up in the air. Mm -hmm. um, now, what's certain, this, or almost certain, is that we're getting the March event. Yeah. And it's what's more interesting is what's going to get released there. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not looking like we're going to get anything super big, but what is going to get released is a couple new subscription services. A couple new subscription services. That's interesting because Apple isn't really known for subscription services, really. Yeah, it'll be like I mean, you've first... got iTunes and... Mm -hmm. Apple Music and... iTunes becomes Apple Music. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah, that's really it. I can't think of anything else. So, Apple is going to be doing an Apple News subscription service. Ooh. So, they're... we don't know the release date yet, so it could be months out, um, but we do know that they're going to introduce it and it's going to have subscriptions from other publications all combined into one package, plus magazines. Um, now, Apple is getting a little bit of backlash here because they are asking for a 50% uh, take from the subscription cost. Uh-huh. As opposed to their App Store and iTunes, which is only 30%. Really? Yeah, it's a large percentage for them to be taking. Uh, so 50% of $10 is the rumored price. So 50%... That's that's a lot. That's a lot of money. I can't even think of music services that take that much. Yeah, and so many publications are just deciding, we're not going to do this because you're taking way too much money. So an interesting thing about that, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal that reported that initially. Yeah. Their talks with Apple are going well, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of other companies that are like, whoa, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, Because that's 50% to Apple. And then fifty percent getting split up among Between, the things. Yeah, I mean, that Wall Street Journal reading. would be fine with that because they have a lot of readers. But yeah, smaller publications will be getting pennies. Golly, I mean, so does Apple think that would really work? I don't know. So Apple is also launching another streaming service, uh, or a streaming service for video. Um, it's going to be a Netflix competitor, Hulu competitor, mm -hmm. and it's going to be launching the subscription service probably at this event in March. Uh, so they've already invited a few big names in Hollywood, uh, namely Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Garner, J.J. Abrams, and this is likely in preparation for some Apple Originals coming. Interesting. Do, do we by chance know anything about these Apple Originals? Um, I don't think so. Don't think so. I don't think they're released. Because I mean, I've been hearing a lot of rumors about it. Mm -hmm. We know Apple's been working on this for at least a year. I want to say. Yeah. There's not really much detail as to what exactly they're doing. Yeah, they've kept it pretty much under wraps. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, for Apple, I mean, their <laughs> iPhone every year gets leaked. It's oh, yeah. surprising that this is staying under wraps. Um, so this will be a bundle, sort of like the news, uh -huh. but it likely won't include Hulu, HBO, and Netflix. That's interesting. Three of the major, major streaming services just out of it because they are already too big. So I'll be interested to see what what they actually will have on there. I'm like I'm thinking it won't be much content in the beginning. Okay. 
uh, and now net fair, net, uh, networks are also unhappy with Apple uh, because they're asking a large percentage of the subscriptions again. So like we're seeing with the news, now mm-hmm. we're seeing with television. They're taking, I think it's Apple's greed getting to them. <sighs> They've been relatively greedy in the past, and now they're just amping it up to a whole nother level. I mean, you could get away with taking a lot from news publications mm-hmm. because let's be honest, news publications don't get much originally anyways. Yeah. But television, oh boy. Yeah, you take the away revenue their from money, that... You take away their money, they're furious. Yeah, it's it's bi- it's a big move by Apple. I'm surprised that they're asking for large percentages of this. So the amount of that isn't quite known, but not known yet. We do know it'll be somewhat high. If yeah. it's making networks unhappy, it's, yeah. it's it's probably around the same. Probably around fifty. Wow. I would say. I mean, that's a that's a large percentage. I would think that they just maybe ten percent to get people on board, since they don't have many people right now. I mean, Hulu. HBO yeah. already out, uh, so I was so some discussion points. I was thinking maybe there will be more services like this in the future. Really? Uh, yeah, I was thinking. I was is thinking Apple, myself. Is Apple ramping up their subscriptions finally? Maybe, maybe they'll be adding uh, maybe a subscription for their book, iBook app. Well, uh, I don't know. That's interesting because I was reading an article. I think it was on Android Central or something this week, talking about how. There could be, this is just a bunch of dreaming, but what if there was an iMessage subscription service oh. to where you could pay monthly to use iMessage on, like, Android or something? Because, hmm. you know, all these Android people, on Android at least, we don't have a good iMessage competitor. Yeah. So when it comes to this kind of stuff, we don't have any good messaging apps on Android. So this idea was being brought up of, well, what if, we paid monthly for iMessage, maybe four ninety nine a month or something like yeah. that. To get iMessage, all its great features and stuff, on Android. Yeah, I it think, would be a great money grab for Apple as well. Yeah, I th- but I think if they do it, that's dangerous because one of the reasons people stay on their ecosystem is because of iMessage. Yeah, yeah. so it, it, it could be shooting themselves in the foot, mm-hmm. but it could be a potential source of revenue. I know a lot of people who would be willing to pay for that. Yeah. I mean, talk about taking advantage of texting, which is something that doesn't normally generate revenue. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what the subscription cost for that would be. That it, I mean, again, not confirming anything, mm-hmm. not denying anything, just speculation. What if this happened? I think it's a very interesting point. Yeah. So, what do you think the likelihood that these shows, these Netflix, uh, these Apple originals, will be a success? <sighs> Unlikely. There's too many darn subscription services for mm. television nowadays. I mean, you've got. Netflix making their own yeah. stuff. You've got Hulu making their own stuff. You've got Amazon making their own stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got so just, many companies making their own stuff to try to lure you in. Yeah. It, it it just seems unlikely. I mean, sure, Netflix has had huge success recently. Amazon's getting kind of off and on, and mm-hmm. I don't know about Hulu at all. I, I could care less about Hulu, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, there's just so much subscription services out there. I don't know if it'll be a success or not. Mm-hmm. So there's actually rumors that this will be free uh, for Apple users. Really? Yeah, there's there's that people using Apple uh, on the ecosystem. Now, these are just rumors. Just we don't know to what spectrum it'll be, if it only certain devices or, or what. What I was thinking is maybe they'll just roll out free subscriptions to Apple TV. I mean, they already need to promote it, and it sort of is the perfect device for this. Apple TV. It, 
at least we would finally get some more use out of Apple TV. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't own an Apple TV. I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. But my grandmother has had one for quite some time. And I've been able to fool around with it and stuff. There's not a whole lot you could do on it besides maybe watch Netflix or YouTube or something. It's just another streaming device with a very large price tag. I mean, I can tag. do all that on my Chromecast for 50 bucks yeah. less. The Amazon Fire Sticks do yeah. that. It's a very limited device. But, but with this... If Apple can get away with, you know, I don't know, if they can provide some more purpose out of the Apple TV, yeah. I think it would help with their sales, because Apple TV sales have not been spectacular. They haven't been great. So, I was thinking, what do you think the likelihood that these originals will be like their commercials? The very cinema, uh, cinematic, very well-shot commercials that they've made. So, I've always loved Apple commercials. Mm-hmm. They're really, really, really great stuff. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, always creative, always artistic. That's what Apple's known for. Yeah. So, yeah, I would have to agree with you that Apple's originals will probably look very nice. I'm more worried about the content of their originals. Yeah. Will they actually produce something interesting? Because, like, YouTube, for example, has all their original programming. Yeah. And they've been really struggling because their programming, some of it's really neat. But a lot of it is just garbage. Yeah, it's just... Why would anyone watch, I don't know... High school drama. Yeah. Just like a, a name or a off-brand high school drama. Or like, I don't know, a, a TV show all about dating a bunch of men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... It, YouTube doesn't got this. So will Apple be able to not only get the looks and feels of their production up to standards... Mm-hmm. Or, and my other question would be, will they actually be able to make something interesting? Yeah, I hope they do in the end. And not only that, but, you know, you mentioned cinematic looks and all that. Mm. I would say it's very hard to beat Netflix right now. Yeah. In terms of the quality of the stuff being produced. Yeah. But you've, you've got to say, though, Netflix is kind of going with the shotgun approach. Netflix is just spewing out everything. Yeah, they'll sign anybody. I mean, they have a, an approach of sign first, ask questions later. <laughs> exactly. That, that's so true. But then a lot of the content on Netflix, it's really beautiful to watch. It, yeah, it really they is. They do a really good job. And I have to commend them as well. The quality mm-hmm. of Netflix originals beats the quality of anything else i can think of yeah netflix does a great job they're definitely getting better as the years go on so yeah that, that's a good pro uh, that's a good 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 question there mm-hmm. as well so this tuesday instagram had a little bit of a mi- mistake a oops, little hiccup oops so this tuesday people lost a ton of followers sometimes in the millions wow because of a, a mistake instagram made now it's unclear what this mistake was they didn't really release any technical details what did they do it's still unknown and it doesn't look like they're going to tell us but uh instagram responded to this relatively fast by issuing a tweet uh and they said in that tweet we're aware of an issue that is causing uh, a change in amount in account follower numbers for some people right now we're working uh to resolve this as quickly as possible now this was a pretty fast response within a few hours and it's good to see that they're responding, but people are still outraged because of this. Now, it just goes to show you how all these followers can just be eliminated quickly by one mistake. Yeah, so this issue is resolved now. 
it's been solved by Instagram and follower numbers are back to normal or they should be. Mm-hmm. But people have actually bought bots. When the when the uh, follow apocalypse happened, people bought bots to get themselves back up to those numbers. So now people have sometimes thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of extra bots on their <laughs> accounts. And uh, this just goes to show that it, people will try and fix their follower numbers as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Instagram obviously has a huge bot problem right now. Yeah, it's very big. I mean, here's the thing. On our Last Straw News um, Instagram account that mm-hmm. we do, oh, man, there is all kinds of issues on yeah. that. I mean, there's all kinds of bots. There's all kinds of you name it. I mean, there's people advertising. Yeah. yeah Instagram has a huge problem. Yeah, and it's not always us adding them. Well, it's never us adding them to our page. Yeah. But it's not always the owner adding them. It's always someone trying to advertise. Yep, or, follow for follow, yeah. stuff like that. So this, because it wasn't explained, people are saying that and asking, was this actually a mistake or was this them trying to get rid of bots? Ooh. Uh, now, this would be kind of a big deal because Instagram would be basically lying to our faces about this and saying it's a mistake, but they've sort of done this already with their Instagram feed update that happened December 27th yeah. uh, of last year. So Instagram said that due to a bug, they people were seeing their feed different. Now, that's clearly not what was happening because there were several messages that popped up on people's feed saying that they had changed what was happening. Yeah. They were contradicting themselves with their own testing. Yeah, it's just, it wouldn't be the last time. I, I, it wouldn't be the first time, and I'm sure it won't be the last time that Instagram lies to their users. That's disappointing. You, you can't get that dishonest with people. Yeah, it's, it's just dirty. So, Instagram may or may not implement some more bot fighting maneuvers or, or tactics in the future. Um, namely, maybe CAPTCHA. This is all speculation by me, of course, but... That maybe CAPTCHA and maybe mandatory two-factor identification like what Steam did with their marketplace. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about that, but personally, I would not support that. I've never been a big fan of requiring two-factor authentication. I think it's a nice thing to have, but it doesn't really... Again, kind of like with Amazon, like I mentioned earlier, the costs don't outweigh the benefits. Yeah, it's just not worth it in the long run. Or the benefits don't outweigh the cost, I should say. But anyway, kind of a small story, but big in its own right. Yeah. Interesting stuff there. Mm -hmm. So that's been all we have for Let's Talk Tech this week. There have been lots of news. Oh, yeah. Very interesting stories. Very busy week. HQ2, Instagram, Apple with their new releases coming soon. And, of course, T-Mobile Sprint. Can't miss that. Yeah, there's lots of things happening this week. Uh, But anyway, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts, basically. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. Yeah, please. Please (laughs) Please, do it. We need it. We really need it. Leave us a nice review. It better be five stars. No one-star reviews or anything like that. We'll find you. Yeah. (laughs) So, you you guys should keep an eye out also. We've got some very interesting uh, content coming up on the website and including uh, a new show in the very soon future. Yeah. Um, So, I've been Aiden. That's been Bryce. And we'll see you next week on Let's Talk Tech, the podcast where we talk about technology.